I will kill for the idea. Welcome everybody back to Unleashed Truth Radio Show with your host Mitchell the Lionheart and we have a great show for you today. I have an amazing, amazing guest, really, truly and um, before I go to him, well he's waiting with anticipation to share his amazing story and his journey to where he's gone, to where he is and where he's going, I just want to share about hope, uh, hope and um and uh, and prosperity message, I guess, going out to you all and your families that in this time of this great peril and shift and uncertainty with this virus, um, I think a lot of things have been easing up around the world, yet to all the people who have lost their loved ones and uh, jobs and businesses or uh, investments, um, hold strong, keep your head up and it will be a brighter day soon enough. And uh, again, this is uh, Mitchell on Unleashed Truth Radio. And today, again, we have a very special guest coming up in uh, a couple of minutes with a story that, folks, is very hard to believe. And, you know, for the last 20 years, actually in the next seven days, I am going to be coming on the 20, coming up on the 20th anniversary of a spiritual and human rights campaign and crusade that I have dedicated my life on, uh, basically doing for the last 20 years in exposing China, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, forced organ harvesting and brutal, brutal persecution of innocent people, particularly the uh, Falun Gong, the Uyghur Muslims, the House Christians, and the Tibetans. And today, with this amazing guest, this is really going to put the nail in the coffin of, into, or, the, or, the, or the cherry on top of information, evidence, uh, confirmed truth that will proliferate or, 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 or uh, uh, blow the, 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 uh, the roof off the so-called conspiracy theory or the uh, uh, is this really happening kind of um, fantasy uh, or allegation or assumption that forced organ harvesting is not happening or this kind of atrocity is not happening in the world. So I want you to stick around. I want you to listen in, grab your popcorn, uh, grab a coffee, a tea, and just listen to this man's testimony. Um, And before I play, uh, uh, before I bring him on, I want to play a clip from uh, an incredible documentary that has been the winner and the recipient of 18, at least 18 awards around the world. It's free on YouTube. Uh, It has been released by Swoop Films in this uh, time of quarantine and lockdown. 
and it's for your viewing pleasure for free on YouTube. Like I said, hard to believe documentary, an insider look into the forced organ harvesting in China, this new form of evil that hasn't existed on, on this planet before. And I would love to share this clip with you. So I'm going to roll it and then I'm going to bring in the special guests. So here we go. I, I didn't feel guilty. This is a bad guy. He was condemned to death. But after I left China, after my eyes and my mind opened uh, to the West, and my, um, what is called, perspective, it's something, is changed, totally changed. Then I said, oh my God, that is things... I committed a crime for, for many years. I feel guilty. I didn't know who he was, his name, or if he is Uyghur, or he is Chinese. If he is Uyghur, then I might guess he is Muslim, so I might pray for him in the mosque. And I said, what, what if he is uh, um, Buddhist? So now, when I see a temple, I go in and light a candle and pray. If I see a church, I go in, also go in to pray. When I hear Ethan that time, I did feel that this is the right time to bring this out. Because uh, if it's a continuous stain my bottom of my heart, my heart may be not be able to carry all the way. I need to let it come out. So that that day was the first day I confessed. On that day, did you feel a weight? Yeah. Was it finally? I said that. I said, I said finally, now the whole world knows it. Direct experiences in relation to organ harvesting in China, Enver. Toti has since testified several times to various governmental bodies in Europe. Enver Toti, the surgeon turned bus driver, says it's been 20 years since he removed the organs from that live prisoner. It remains a mystery why so few people have ever heard about the thing he says he cannot forget. This is my experience. This is a real true story. If you keep silence, this tragedy will continue. And people, they just don't want to touch this evil. Because if you touch this evil, maybe at the end of the day, you may not be able to tackle this and the consequences. That is my guess. So everybody, you saw that, um, that uh, clip from Hard to Believe about this amazing man this courageous man with an incredible story to share. And it blew me away when I first met him. Uh, this man is really um, someone that has blown the lid off once, what was once a, a kidney in the bathtub kind of theory all over the world. world. Even world leaders were contemplating, is this really going on? Is this really, really going on? And yes, folks, this is really going on. And this man with such courageousness after leaving China, bringing the story to light around the world, going 
to, I don't know how many, 40 different countries. Anyway, he'll share his story. We're so grateful to have him. And he's given me a couple of videos as well, which we will cue in and talk about as the show progresses, as well as some, uh, uh, some clips and, uh, and uh, pictures. But without further ado, the man that you have been waiting for to share his story, Dr. Enver Totti, welcome. Great to see you. Great to have you with us. And uh, how is everything where you are? Thank you very much. Good morning to you. And I'm sure it's very early morning. And uh, thank you, Angel, and you, Mitch, uh, bring me here uh, to give me this chance to talk to... Are you in Vietnam, right? I am in Vietnam, yes. Yeah. I'm, Vietnam yes. Too. Yes. <laughs> yes, well, it's great to be with you and great to see you, Enver. And um, for those who do not know you or are not familiar with your work, how about you just get right into it and share about a little bit of your story, where you have come from and... The platform is yours, so just take as long as you want and just share your story with the listeners. Right. Thank you very much. Well, uh, I think Vietnamese audience, they are really familiar with Chinese aggressions. They had war in 1979, and they knew how the uh, Chinese behaves. Well, maybe they don't know how Chinese behaves uh, in the... Central Asia, uh, like Xinjiang and uh, Tibet. This Xinjiang, this word is in Chinese word, it means new territory. And that is indicated that it, they, uh, they occupied this land not long ago. That's why they give name as new territory. And since Communist Party took power in 1949 in China, they didn't have a development or did it, they didn't have plan to develop this land what they wanted uh, to use this land for is just for a rubbish dumping ground they, they send all the criminals from all over China to this land to lock them in the desert and they tested the nuclear weapons 46 atom bomb exploded there and uh, made that uh, uh, our people is it the largest uh, group who with the highest cancer rate in China, and uh, the largest um, provincial um, cancer hospital is in my city, and despite that uh, scarcely populated uh, area, our population only 25 million, and we have cancer hospital containing 2,500 beds. You can imagine that. And the cancer patient in this region is out of control. So let me ask you a question, uh, Inva, uh, for, forgive yeah. me for, 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 uh, for butting yeah. in, because you're also going to an international audience from all different countries around the world. So it's not only the Vietnamese who are, who are tuning in. <laughs> um, once you uh, continue more of your story, I would love to uh, share with your audience about your background as a surgeon and how this organ harvesting really has been confirmed through your eyes and how you got to share your story about the world. But I just wanted to tell you that you're going live, not only to Vietnamese, but everyone around the world that's <laughs> listening to you right now. Yeah, I was, I was actually, I was just coming to this part because uh, what I want, I want this uh, audience to know is that this land is a gigantic human laboratory on earth. They are doing not only uh, organ harvesting, they are they're doing nuclear weapon, biological weapon, China. 
uh, also and uh, doing this what's that word try them that uh, drugs which controls people all every kind of experiment they do is in Xinjiang so I'm I was a oncologist back home and uh, <clears throat> because of my profession I just happened to have curiosity of how, why are people having the highest rate of cancer? So I made investigation and during this time, I'm not only found that uh, it is related with Chinese nuclear test program. I also experienced that, uh, uh, what shall I call organ pillaging or organ stealing or organ rubbing or how I don't have a word because that was a very new thing. When was and it? When was this? When was this about? Uh, what date? This is as early as in 1990. Wow. 1990, I was in um, outpatient department, and uh, there was a middle-aged man uh, brought his uh, teenager son and come to me and asking me for examination and asking me said. Uh, can you please examine my son if he has a, an organ missing? And I said, what made you say that? Why do you think that he, he has an organ missing? And uh, he said, in the surrounding area of that city, Urumqi, where I used to work, it is called Urumqi County. And in that area, in the villages, uh, there's rumor that uh, if any young boy, young girls, teenagers, boy and girls, they gone missing two or three months. If lucky, they have they have been found or they come back home. They often uh, one of their organ being stolen. So there is harvesting of children in China as well. That it started in 1990. And uh, it mostly it um, it's uh, kidney. Because I remember what you I remember when you were in uh, Westminster Abbey with me and David Kilgore and Ethan Gutman, and you yeah. can get into the confirmation hearings and their evidence. That these are the gentlemen uh, uh, folks that were traveling and have been traveling with uh, with uh, Dr. N. Vatotti. That, uh, to the parliaments and to 50 different countries, the United Nations, to expose this forced organ harvesting genocide in China against the Uyghur Muslims, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the um, Falun Gong, the, the House Christians and the Tibetans, particularly the Falun Gong. Um, but when you, you were in uh, uh, Westminster, I remember sitting with you and you were showing us vivid videos of children that were trafficked, dead children that were trafficked in iceboxes. And we were we were quite blown away from this. So yes. you're you're saying that the Chinese government have been harvesting forcedly org, organs, particularly the kidneys of children. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <clears throat> that let me finish that part. Um, Please. I I examined that old man's son, and I didn't find any scar on his body. But from that day on. He back home and he told that a Uyghur doctor in this hospital. So many people they brought, they started bringing the teenager 
children. And then in the next six months, I have examined more than 100 teenagers, and I found three of them have had a uh, long U-shaped uh, scar on their body. And then that indicates that is, uh, they have um, at least had a kidney surgery. So I sent them to ultrasound, and it confirmed they have one organ missing. That is 1990. That's quite a long time ago. And uh, even the organ transplantation, we haven't heard about it. Uh, as Don surgeon in Xinjiang, I have never heard about organ transplantation, but I, I have seen that somebody is stealing organs. And then, then it's come to 1995, and then uh, I was uh, called by my chief surgeon, and uh, we assembled a team, and the next day we went to a uh, Western Mountain Execution Ground, and uh, where executed around 10 or more than 10 people and they, they left one half dead. They shoot that man to the right chest. Uh, <clears throat> I understood that uh, the purpose to shoot him on the, to the right chest it is make him half dead. So I will have time to remove his liver and the two kidney and, uh, and, I, and I did that. And I so think, you, I'm yeah. sorry, continue, I'm sorry, continue. Yeah, I think that man's death actually caused by me, and because he also got uh, shot, but uh, his, the cause for his death, it is my operation. I removed his uh, liver and the kidney, and uh, um. Before I start operation, when when I start cutting through his skin, there was bleeding. Bleeding indicates he's still alive. His heart is still pumping blood, and his body tried to uh, resist, but he was too weak to resist my uh, insertion. And then by the end of the surgery, the bleeding was stopped, and I know he's dead, already dead. And uh, what happened wow. on, to those organs, I don't know, because my chief surgeon they took organs and uh, told me, said, now you take your team back to your hospital. And remember today, nothing happened. And uh, I lived in communist country for 35 years. I know what that mean. It means if you tell anyone, you will have trouble. So from that day on, none of us we dared to tell anybody on. And you carried this burden. You carried this burden. How how did that make you feel inside? Until you had to feel like, and when, how did that make you feel inside carrying this burden? And when did you feel your duty was to release it and share it with the world? Well, it is this burden is quite heavy. And uh, actually, this is the since I spent uh, much of my effort to forget, but I couldn't. And when I arrived uh, and to UK, my eyes opened to the Western civilization. Then I understood that a human being has dignity, and a human being they actually own their own life. <clears throat> 
in China, you don't own your life. Your life is owned by the CCP. So I I understood a human being has human rights. Then I started reading this just uh, information which was not available in China. Then about this the um, uh, organ harvesting just stuff. But it still didn't uh, make me to connect what uh, I have done to this organ harvesting. Until it is 2009, I, I think, in the Westminster, uh, Ethan Gutman, he was um, presenting a book. Uh, that book, I think, is about organ harvesting. And I was happened to be among the audience. And uh, he concluded his presentation by saying, it is extremely difficult to have first-hand evidence. And at that moment, I think it is not my willing because I found my hand was raised. And at that moment, uh, just like the right moment, so I raised my hand and uh, I start telling them story again. And, and I said, this is not question. I'm not going to ask you a question. I want to tell you something. And then that day, I confessed. And from that day on, me and the Ethan Gutman we are, uh, well, leading campaigner on this organ harvesting issue. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, Do- yeah. Dr. Dr. What a story. And I'm sure the listeners are blown away by this because you were the actual catalyst to the confirmations of David Kilgore and David Mattis, those who do not know who they are, they are the, the Esquires, David Kilgore from uh, the Canadian Parliament, David Mattis, an international human rights lawyer, Ethan Gutman is a China investigator from the US, his book is The Slaughter, I, implore, I urge anybody to read that, that book, The Slaughter, about the, um, the, the Uyghur Muslims in Falun Gong who have been killed for their organs. And then you came along as a eyewitness account, as a, as, a, as, a, as, a, as a surgeon who was forced to do this by the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. And so, who have you uh, come into contact with? Have you made progress in your reports? I mean, have the, 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 the governing bodies around the world listened to you? Have they taken notice? Have there anything that has been changed? Have laws been passed? Unfortunately, Nothing actually changed. Wow. Uh, this is the things we can see. For example, the organ transplantation, it is a new technology. And the recipients, it is often, it is the powerful people and the people with money, people who can make decisions people who can lead this world, those people can afford to have organ transplantation. Well, let me, let me ask you a question. Uh, who are buying these organs? Who do you think are buying the majority of these organs? Because David Kilgore and David Mattis in 2001 or 2006 have said that between 45 and 65,000 Falun Gong practitioners were harvested, not to mention thousands of Uyghur Muslims. And then they upped their numbers to 80 to 100,000 per year. Where do you think this volume of organs are being sold to? Um, 
Recently, I saw a news from United States that uh, Rockefeller has died at the age of 101. And then that go on to say he had a seven heart transplantation. Wow. I'm not making this connection. And, uh, but recipient of just organs are the rich people. So there are enough rich people around the world to, to consume this hundred thousand uh, organs. And beyond it, Beside it, some Arab, Arabs are rich. They even pay three times higher price for an halal organ. Can you imagine that? Wow. Do you know what wow. is halal organ? Yes, yes, yes. Halal organ only can be found from Muslim. And the Muslim is just Uyghurs. Wow. Wow, and I and I see in David Kilk or in Ethan Gutman's book on endtransplantabuse.org. And folks, all this information is out there. Read the books at endtransplantabuse.org. You can watch Dr. Enver Torti's uh, incredible testimonies from the Scottish Parliament to the China Tribunal, which was just unanimously concluded in 2018 in Westminster Abbey. You can see us in Westminster Abbey where Dr. Totti was uh, uh, testifying. He's gone around all, the, all over the world. And as I was just going to point out that for the demand for organs and an expanded recipient pool, and I thought this was uh, unbelievable, Dr. Totti, where Ethan Gutman was sharing in the update to the slaughter that China has 130 million hepatitis B carriers and China also has 40 to 50% of the world's liver cancer patients. So for the 8 million end-stage liver patients, the most effective treatment is transplantation. And to add to that, the Epoch Times came out recently with an article about how lung transplants have been skyrocketing because of the infection rate of the coronavirus. That's correct, yes. So are they also selling the organs back to your own Chinese citizens? Yes. Wow. So cutting out the organs in over 800 uh, uh, hospitals, um, uh, is, this, is this happening anywhere else in the world? Is this uh, uh, kind of organ genocide, uh, transplantation business happening anywhere else like this as it is in China? Well, I cannot deny in, in other countries such as black market, uh, stealing kidneys, that is normal. But what is different in China, it is China, it is state-sponsored. In other countries, it is black market. It is mafia. Wow. So but in wow. China, it is a state-sponsored. I send you a few pictures. From that picture, and you can see. They even openly put that label on the floor at the airport and the show, say, this is express pathway for organ transplantation. Yes, I see that uh, special uh, passenger human organ transplant channel with the green sign. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. So, wherever you see this sign, you immediately know this area is exporting organs, human organs. Wow. But this area, it is located in China's most scarcely populated area. Then you will, then another question will raise, where do, do they get these organs from? If exactly, the where? Yes. The population is so small, 
and where you get such large number of organs. And another thing is, if you log on to website, log on to Chinese National Organ Voluntary Registration website, and you can see. The last time I logged, uh, I logged on to it. It is the uh, twenty um, seventh of February. Voluntarily registered donor, it is one point eight million in China. Think one point eight million. Think uh, compare the UK. UK is a sixty two million population and twenty four million are registered. One third of the population, and still you have to wait long time to get an organ. But in China, only 1.8 million compared 140 million a billion uh, population, 1.8 million. That is 0.0014 percent of the population registered are willing to donate their their organ. And may I add? Oh, sorry. Continue. Continue. Sorry. See, despite the lowest donation rate on earth, they have the highest number of the organs. Why didn't they get it? Okay, and, and that's a great point to raise. And may I add as well that the uh, uh, Chinese traditionally believe that when they die, the, all, the body should be fully, completely intact. That that's they right. don't. Yeah. Right. So exactly, where are they getting these organs, and how are they making multi billions of dollars off these organ harvesting? And it has to obviously be coming forcefully from these prisoners of conscience. And you actually sent me a, a video, Dr. Totti, about the technique. Uh, the, 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 there's a waiting line uh, of of um, people. Can you explain this? That there's a huge waiting line. What's that about? Um. This I have to、uh, give you a little background information. Since this、uh, campaign against organ harvesting started and、uh, mainly supported by the Falun Gong people, and this has spread inside、uh, China, so Chinese people they generally they know what's going on with Falun Gong. So what can happen now is、uh, they have shifted the target from China, well. They are still doing there, but mainly they shifted the target from China to Xinjiang, and、uh, <clears throat> that two pictures with arrow on it is both from Xinjiang, and that video it shows I cannot tell you in which county. I have to protect my source. It is in in a county town. Everybody was told that they not go to work, but go to the hospital to have the blood sample taken. Taking people's blood sample, and that is that happened in nineteenth of July, two thousand nineteen, last year. My goodness! And there's no explanation why those people's blood sample are taken. I had a suspicion that the Chinese are building organ database, and this has confirmed, and they are building organ database because without this large number of、uh, organs or organ database, you cannot find an organ as short as four hours time. They did 
they can't find organ in four hours time. How they can do so, that? So, so you are saying to me that the Chinese Communist Party is forcefully blood testing people, making them wait in lines to test the blood in order to one day snatch them out of their homes, send them to state-mandated hospitals, and then just cut their organs out of their bodies to have a match within four hours, where waiting times were usually four to five years for lungs and kidneys. So that's creating a... So you don't even need to do match because those people's blood type has already examined and all data is on the computer. So when you come from abroad and you said this is my uh, blood type or everything, they just match from there and they start looking for uh, suitable donor and then they will find it. When they find it and this man or this woman will be accused as a religious extremist or terrorist or separatist, then will be taken away. Then you will never see he or her again. So that, how do they get away, how do they get away with this, uh, Doctor Totti? How how can how can the world sit by watching how this is just going on? Unfortunately, as I said a little earlier, because these recipients is just powerful people. So if they keep Silence, all media will be keep silence, all politicians will keep silence because one day they may need it themselves. I want to go on to the next clip that you, yeah. that you showed me. This is quite horrifying and I just want to play it for your, uh, for the viewers. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, it's quite, Unbelievable to me how this is basically a creation from a doctor or a surgeon. Maybe you can get into it, how uh, it leads to brain death. Yes, so let's play the clip and um, it's quite quite horrific. It's quite eerie what how they're testing it. But okay, well, great. So go ahead and, uh, and share with us, Dr. Totti, what is this video all about? If you look at Chinese politics a few years back, <clears throat> there was a man, Chinese chief police from the city of Chongqing, who ran into American embassy in Chongqing. This is headline news. It was this man who invented that device. What that device do? As you can see from that video clip, this device make your brain dead. Why make your brain dead? Because if you want to be qualified as organ donor, you have to be brain dead. After your brain dead, then they can legally take your organs away. Since there's no that much uh, naturally brain dead patients, what they do, they make your brain dead. And that is the machine invented by the police chief and even patented by the Chinese patent office. And on, the, on that document, I sent it to you that patent paper and the patent number, all are recorded there. Since we, since we revealed this, the Chinese, they have taken down from the patent office this patent, this page they have taken down. Is so, this the one you're talking about, the security channel? The one with the red 
That one you sent me. No, no, no. Uh, there was one clip video uh, to hit me. Oh, yes, 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 yes. That yeah. clip. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. That is just that machine invented by a police chief as a medical machine. Can you imagine that? And then it has a given pattern, right? And he's making money. And Cambodia, they also borrowed this machine during the, this, um, I saw there was an article saying, uh, Cambodia also used this. And there's also rumor that, uh, Chinese surgeon now operating in Cambodia, in Turkey, in Kazakhstan. So now you don't need to go to China to have your organ replaced. Unbelievable. And you also were talking about, I remember with us, you were talking about the anesthetic, that they will give anesthesia just to the patient in order to sedate them uh, so that four or five people would not hold them down. Is that correct? Um, that was, um, actually that was uh, something else because, uh, there's somebody says that uh, to, to remove organs without giving anesthetic and I said that is impossible because I have done one and I know if you don't give anesthetic, you cannot do anything. That is, wow. uh, some sideline story. <laughs> Do you have in the actual hospitals the prison guards holding them down? The, uh, how do you sed- I mean, the sedation is, is it, is, do you give them more of a sedation to hold those patients down? Because obviously it is, they're alive. These Falun Gong practitioners are alive. There was a, a medical surgeon wife. Her name, her alias was Annie and, and was talking about after her testimony about how she was suffering because her surgeon her husband removed the corneas of over 2,000 Falun Gong practitioners who were alive. So how do you remove organs from an alive victim that is screaming and trying to get out of there without his consent? How, does, how do they do this? Well, uh, uh, frankly, I don't know how they did that, uh, uh, removing organs without anesthetic. Now, I think it is impossible. You can't do that because you try, you, you try, uh, make a cut on a rabbit and then with four men holding the rabbit's four legs and the fifth man holding his head and you try make a cut. You can't succeed. Even that small rabbit, let alone big man. So it has to be Brain dead or under anesthetic? So, so forced on both fronts, forced anesthetic, forced brain dead, cutting out the organs forcefully and selling them for massive amounts of money. Unbelievable, doctor. Unbelievable. Look, there's another thing is um, because they they have done a lot. So Chinese surgeons, they forgot to hide them. So there's a group of surgeons in Kunming, um, Yan'an Hospital. They published an article on Chinese medical journal in 2008. And on this journal, 
This said, this toner brought into theater and the anesthetic, general anesthetic applied and the operation procedure going on, blah, blah. If this is a kidney transplantation, I have no objection. But this is, that, that article was talking about two cases of combined heart and lungs transplantation. This, even with trained eyes, at first glance, they don't pick up the problem. I read uh, many times later, I said, my God, there's a problem. Where? Because the donor was alive because they applied anesthetic. If donor was dead, they don't need apply anesthetic. They apply an anesthetic and they removed his heart and the lungs. And he, they didn't tell you what happened to the donor. So in China, they have brought the execution in, into the theater. They execute, they kill donor inside the theater. So the transplantation surgery is the actual murder, thus turning the doctors into murderers forcefully yes. to make money. Yes, because when they found one body, uh, first to come is the eye surgeon, the hernia, then heart, lungs, then uh, liver, kidney, then comes uh, the surgeon who will rip your skin off. Have you read that an article published on Guardians in 2005? No, no, please share. 2005, Guardian, they said, China used human skin to make cosmetic products. You can wow. find online. If you search, you'll find it straight away. Yes, I think I have seen that. Yeah. Unbelievable. So China, were, please, please share about more about China and the China and living under the Chinese Communist Party because I think in the West particularly, I'm in Vietnam and I know that under the communist Vietnam, I, I can't really say too much because I'm I'm not on a VPN. And I don't, you know, I'm I, my um I'm in I'm in Hanoi right now, but I know that there's no free property, free press. And you said a very powerful thing that you are a slave to the state. You have no you have no individuality. So living in China in all those years, how did you feel living under that reign of terror and now living compared to in in the West? Well, I feel. Sorry for my relatives, for millions of Chinese citizens, they are still under the communist regime. Because they have been brainwashed, they don't even know. And this world should wake up. This coronavirus has revealed the, how dark is the Chinese dark side. And we should wake, wake up to that and stand for it. Can you share a little bit more on the insight of the coronavirus? Because a lot of people, and I know my sources, and uh, share with me that the, that the, the it should be called the Chinese Communist Party virus. That the doctors, eight doctors in particular, came out in the earliest December. I know this is a little bit off the mark, but it's just, it just it, it proves how evil the Chinese Communist Party is with killing up to 120 million people 
in 50 or 70 years of its reign and um, harvesting people for their organs, decimating and destroying the culture and the traditional values of China, killing millions of innocent Chinese girls under the one-child policy. Do you think that the communist regime uh, um, knowingly suppressed and lied and covered up the virus and has suppressed the doctors that were coming out and saying, look, this is human-to-human transmission? And my second question is, do you think that the World Health Organization and the United Nations are defending the lies of the Chinese Communist Party? Yes. <clears throat> this virus uh, in China, there's one phenomenon, uh, rumor in Chinese called Yaoyan. Yaoyan now has another interpretation. That means far advanced prediction. So in China, we know, we grew up in China, we know how to read Chinese newspaper. You see that there's a Chinese newspaper called People's Daily. That is a, a practice newspaper. And uh, I grew up with reading it, and I know, apart from the date, there's nothing, no one word is true on this newspaper. And we knew that. But how we pick up information, we read between the line. And because we have a Chinese mentality mind, so we know. So now still we can see much more clearer than Western people look at in, look at this. There are so many information has been leaked recently that Chinese, some scientists, they already knew three months in June, last year, in June, they already know and they already said that in this year, in fall and uh, next year, spring, there will be a pandemic. They didn't say there might be, they said there will be. They are certain about it. And in September, the Wuhan authorities, they have conducted a drill uh, imagine just a coronavirus pandemic and they at an airport and then they made this exercise how to contain it in September. How do they know? The question is, how do you know that? So we, we believe this, this, this pandemic might be, uh, a, a kind of bioweapon developed by the, that P4 lab and accidentally leaked out or deliberately leaked out by the rival of this uh, current um, uh, current leader because China in China that in fighting it is very very severe. It is beyond human beings' imagination. Yes, I have heard as well that there is a that there is a war in the Chinese Communist Party between the Jiang Zemin faction, the the, the, yep. the leader of the Communist Party, and President Xi's faction. I've also heard, and as you were saying, that this has been confirmed by Dr. Francis Boyle, who drafted the Biological Weapons Act in 1989, and said uh, on many interviews as well 
that um, the World Health Organization has known about this and is covering it up with the with the with the Chinese Communist Party and um, the. Um, the, uh, the the Chinese Communist Party deliberately unleashed this under President Xi's order because there is such a collapse of the Chinese econ- economy with President Trump uh, and a trade war between here, them and China. And I also saw in the press conference, I think two or three days ago, Doctor, that uh, the uh, the statistics of the number of death rates of the different countries, America was on high. I think there's over 40 or 45,000 deaths already occurring in America. Then you had Italy and South Korea and Iran. But right at the bottom, it's China. the yeah. lowest is China. <laughs> and yeah. I saw a Taiwanese lady calling one of the World Health Organization's executives about Taiwan and how they've experienced the lowest death rate, actually, and how the World Health Organization refuses to admit Taiwan into it. Yes. So, um, what do you think about um, the uh, the the collapse of the Chinese Communist Party and and also about North Korea? I just heard that jo- uh, uh, Kim Jong Un has died. Uh, this is what the rumor is as well. Yeah, he was affected. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think the future is? Do you think that that the communist regime is going to get away with this kind of murder and this kind of genocide long uh, in the future? There must be kind of justice uh, coming up. What do you think, Doctor? Well, it is really, really difficult to to say or to to predict that virus from China. Uh, no, uh, WHO, World Health Organization. It's not only organization who is covering Chinese wrongdoing. Chinese infiltration to the world organizations, it is far beyond our comprehension. United Nations, Human Rights Council, World Trade Organization, and the World Bank, you name it. We will find one uh, Chinese top official in those organizations. No wonder uh, just uh, anything on um, a criticizing Chinese article cannot presented in the uh, Human Rights Council meeting. Even Google recently just started censoring any video uploaded criticizing China. And yesterday, there was a Taiwanese uploaded a, a video and then said, said uh, World Health Organization is covering this, and his video was blocked. So what they do now, they don't pronounce this name, but they just write the name there, and then they don't pronounce it. So Google, YouTube, is even now is cooperating with China. I also saw a, absolutely, and I also saw a documentary, The Origins of the Wuhan CCP Virus by the Epoch Times, uh, Joshua Phillips, uh, he's a, a investigative producer, and within a matter of hours, I saw this particular documentary on Facebook received over 70 million people watching it, and Facebook freaked out, the Chinese Communist Party got very nervous, and they put a fact-checking uh, deception on it, saying this is false, that this is 
basically defending the Chinese Communist Party. Yes. And um, the assistant to the president of the U.S., Peter Navarro, uh, in an article was talking about how the Chinese Communist Party has again over the 15 specialized agencies, and this goes to your point and validates that the communist regime has its claws in every single kind of war, uh, governing body. And you, doctor, have gone with, Envid, uh, with Ethan Gutman, with, uh, with David Kilgore, with Ed McMillan and Scott, the, 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 the former vice president of the European uh, uh, Parliament, and with every known kind of uh, agency you've looked upon. But yet still, as you said, they have not taken this seriously, and they have sided with the communist regime, the Transplantation Society. Even I've also heard about the Vatican yes. inviting <laughs> Chinese, Chinese uh, communist officials to organ transplant seminars. What is this about? Well, as I said, unfortunately… The organ transplantation benefits to powerful people. So that is a simple question why we couldn't get this uh, going. That is as simple as that. For and example, there's too much money involved. For example, there's one more question. This was uh, happened in Taiwan. And uh, one doctor um, said, what will happen if you need an organ? And uh, in UK, where you live, and they tell you you have to wait for three years, and the Chinese say, two weeks. In three years, you will be dead, but in, if you go to China, you will be alive. What are you going to do? Are you still going to criticize this organ harvesting? That is such a question. It is very, very hard, very, very, very difficult. Exactly, and I've come across people who yeah. say, well, if I have a child that is sick and needs an organ, uh, are you going to let the child die or are you going to get the organ? That's and right. So it's a moral dilemma on either side, and yet I don't think it's still right to kill someone forcefully, pick their bodies out of a tank like a lobster, cut them over, open, to save any kind of life because it doesn't make moral sense. It doesn't. That's right. Since we are human beings, we civilized uh, species, this is something we shouldn't do. It's the same as when you're starving and we'll start eating human meat. I, I also saw a video, which I, was, I couldn't watch more, more of it, how in China they're actually harvesting human meat, killing people and harvesting meat and selling the meat and the baby fetuses and yes. and. Right. and and blood from the tortured children. I don't know if you've ever heard of a drama and genochrome, where it comes from the pituitary gland from tortured children, selling it to the high elites for basically almost like an elixir of health. Do you know anything about this? But uh, I believe that. I in believe things can happen in China. Wow. Well, Doctor, uh, how can people get hold of you? If there's anyone listening in the world, uh, do you have any books? Do you have any uh, – uh, are you on Twitter? How can people follow your work or follow you or uh, watch more uh, of you? <laughs> I can go to Facebook or Twitter. Yeah, I have both. What is your Twitter uh, name, please? My name. Okay, Envitotti. Wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. And I will share all the links uh, with, with people. And um, 
your videos. Anyone can just, you know, folks, in this world where there's so much degradation and we're living in such hellish times, a man like you, doctor, who has risked everything and has uh, carried such a burden, to bring that off your shoulders to confirm this evidence, because basically, and I've talked to I've talked to Ethan Gutman, I've talked to David Kilgore, I've been on the front lines for 20 years. People always ask me, well, how do you know, Mitch? I mean, how do you know? I mean, do you really, really know? And so when you come out, when a man like you come out, and when I present the evidence to them, they're dumbfounded. Even the Chinese who are poisoned by the lies of the Chinese Communist Party, they can't say anything about this because the evidence is confirmed. The stories are not made up. There's no longer this tale of legend or myth or rumor. It's actual confirmation hearing from a man like yourself who was forced so long ago to do a forced organ harvesting. And I, and I, and I, and I brought a, a tear to my eye when you were talking about in the documentary, Hard to Believe, where you would go to the different temples, mosques, synagogues, to pray for this man. Yeah. And because, that quite, yeah. Because I don't know him. So I just go to different, uh, you know, religions practice and to pray for him in case one of which might reach him and say, sorry, it wasn't my intention. What can I say? Unbelievable. And yeah. like I said, like I said, folks, if you would like to hear more about with Dr. Envertotti, all these testimonies are online in the Scottish Parliament, in the Child Tribunal. Uh, you can just Google him or YouTube, uh, uh, his name, Enver, E-N-V-E-R, and his last name is T-O-H-T-I. And watch him in Hard to Believe, the documentary. I mean, that is an amazing documentary where he really unleashes the truth and there is an incredible piece about him uh, that is done about how his uh, situation was. But again, Doctor, is there anything else you want to share before we end uh, off? Well, I just want people to know, open your eyes, watch out for the communist China. Chinese people, they are good, but not the CCP. What short for that? Yes, the Chinese Communist Party is not the Chinese people. It's not yes. the Chinese government. It's not the Chinese civilization. It is an, it's a demonic imposter that is on its deathbed right now. And it's, it's like a vampire in the dark. And the last thing they want is exposure. So for you, yeah. Dr. Totti, to come out and expose them, I mean, you're risking your life, right? Have you, have you received any death threats, any... <laughs> Have your family been hurt in China? Many, many deaths, right? but my my family, thanks God, they are still okay. Well, yeah, thank <laughs> God. It's like Anastasia Lin. I'm not sure if you've met you've met Anastasia Lin yeah, yeah. in this world. Yes, just like her incredible campaign and crusade as a beauty queen raising awareness and exposing the Chinese Communist Party. She's a Falun Gong practitioner. Her father has been threatened and I think uh, under severe suppression in China. But again, Doctor, it's been such an honor, such a pleasure. And Thank it's you, always great to see you. you. You know, I miss those times when you and me were in Westminster. But I know that the, the light that you hold and you shine will always terrify the darkness and particularly the communist regime. But I think that very soon... More will come to light, and I really hope and pray that the leaders in this world, um, the very people who swore to protect humanity, are the ones now that are harming humanity for keeping this evil in the darkness and not exposing and standing up against 
the communist regime. And I really truly hope that I see, like you want to see, more people to come on your aid. And I really hope that the mainstream media brings you into their studios and uh, and 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 um, interviews you because this is important. I saw you on BBC. I've seen you on different stations, but still not enough. And I think that's going to be the breakthrough. It's not enough. So I really hope I will do everything I can to spread your message. And I am also trying to work with very high-ranking media officials who are very touchy-feeling because their contractual obligations have been with the communist regime because, as you have said, the communist regime has infiltrated every level of society as they have in China, as they now are doing in the West with the NBA, the, 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 the National Basketball Association, when they were speaking out against the Hong Kong protesters, they quickly had to retract the, the statements because of the money involved. Um, the, the World Bank, as you said, the World Health Organization, and, yeah. I, and, 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 and the media. So I really hope that, and I pray for them before their time comes out, that they need to really start waking up and having the courage that you have to expose this. But anyway, Doctor, God bless you. Thanks so much for joining Thanks us. So and much. To me. I, Thank you. I look forward, I really look forward to, 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 to seeing you uh, again. And again, everybody, please, Dr. Enver Totti, E-N-V-E-R-T-O-H-T-I, look at all his testimonies, look at the Hard to Believe documentary. Go to endtransplantabuse.org and you'll see all his uh, wonderful articles and interviews and where he has been around the world. This man is quite remarkable in his journey and what a courageous man at that. And thank you, Dr. God bless and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. So there we are, folks. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed this uh, interview with the amazing, honorable doctor. And, you know, this burden he carries, and it wasn't your fault, doctor. You were forced into doing it. And I really um, know that God is watching out for you and Please, with this kind of um, exposure, um, you were forced into it. it, it this, this was um, not your fault, and I really, truly hope that you will you, you can forgive yourself in that because you are an amazing testament of courage, honor, and someone who will put everything on the line to help others. And you're an amazing man. And folks, you know, what you do in, in life echoes in eternity from the movie Gladiator. And... What is a man who cannot make the world a better place? And here is a man that, like Dr. Invertotti, who I have been privileged to know. I, uh, he's always on the call. He's always willing and able. It's always such a pleasure and such a smooth flow with him to uh, to get the word out. And um, I'm glad that I have been able to share with you his testimony. You can see how um, how good this man is. And Again, uh, if you would like to share this video, go to the websites endtransplantabuse.org, stoporganharvesting.org, and faluninfo.net to learn about what Falun Gong is and more about this brutal persecution against it. Uh, next week, we're going to have some more uh, exclusive articles, updates, and I'm going to actually have more guests on our show. And until next week, stay blessed, stay healthy, stay strong, believe in yourself, and um Catch me next time. Mitchell the Lionheart on Unleashed Truth Radio Show. Bye for now. Thank you.